Big news, friends. Mega has a live show, which we will also live stream. It's going to be at the Dynasty Typewriter in Los Angeles Saturday, March 16th, and it's a 4 p.m. matinee. We're going to have a lot of amazing guests, so get your tickets now by heading to our website, megathepodcast.com. And if you're a Patreon member, you get a discount. So join us live or virtually on March 16th and get your tickets now. You know the unmistakable sound of opening your freezer door? That little kiss? Well, my freezer makes that kissing noise and I kiss it right back because it's filled with butcher box cuts that have made my life way more convenient. Delivered right to our doorstep, free shipping, always, and curated customized box plans. It saves me money and trips to the grocery store and I can meal plan for weeks at a time and I got leftovers to boot. Eat better this year with the best meat and seafood on the planet delivered to your door. ButcherBox is offering mega listeners their choice of a weeknight meal essential. That's three pounds of chicken thighs, two pounds of ground beef, or one pound of premium steak tips for free, that's free, in every order for a whole year. That's a whole year. Plus, get $20 off your first order. Get a kiss from your freezer and your family and sign up today at butcherbox.com mega and use code mega to choose your free offer and get $20 off. Thanks, ButcherBox. Because I really value truth, misinformation really, really scares me. And that's why I'm excited to tell you about Conspirituality, a podcast that dismantles new age cults, wellness grifters, and conspiracy mad yogis. At their best, they attack public health efforts in times of crisis, and at their worst, it's like they're recruiting for the fever dream of QAnon. On Conspirituality, you will have a journalist, a cult researcher, and a philosophical skeptic all discussing stories and cult dynamics and helping educate us and using proven science as their guiding light. I really recommend the Jordan Klepper episode talking about creating comedy in the MAGAverse. Jordan's incredible. And I also really love the medical medium episode. It's really good and not just because I've had my own weird experiences with mediums. <laughs> From exploring cults to analyzing our cultural and political landscape, the Conspirituality Podcast will help you stay informed against misinformation and resist fear tactics. Find Conspirituality on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Mega Listener, here's your final warning. Our last live show of the year is in New York City at Caveat on November 12th. And good news, there are still some tickets left. And you can buy a ticket to watch the live stream as well. It's going to be a fantastic lineup with live music, so smash that ticket link in the show notes or at megathepodcast.com. Come join us live or virtually on November 12th. Mega is an improvised satire from the staff of a fictional megachurch. I'm Hallie Labonte, and this is Mega, coming to you from Twin Hills Community Church, where every single week, we're giving our mega church a tiny family feel, per usual. I'm joined by my co-host. He's the youth pastor for our high school ministry called Climax. Please welcome your friend and mine, Mr. Gray Haas. 
I'm all about that faith. Hallie, how are you? <laughs> That's awesome. I'm wonderful. How are you, Gray? How are your kids who come to Climax? Hallie, I put together an amazing skit, Ooh. comedy skit for my <sighs> teens that came to Climax this weekend with one of the dads in Climax. It was his idea and I sort of executed it. Uh-huh. Yeah, his name, and I don't like to name names, is uh, Chittister Studevant. Oh. And Chittister and I came up with this great idea. Remember that old, that amazing old comedy movie, Blues Brothers? Oh, sure. So we came up with an idea called News Brothers. They were the guys that are sharing the good news. That's so cool. And so we put together the whole dance and everything to the song Soul Man. Uh And it was all about Christ. And we, I mean, we practiced this thing forever hours, Hallie. We had every single move down, you, you know, the, the black dance, suits, the black, black ties, suits, the fedoras, the, the sunglasses. We looked so cool. cool. And we came out and did the whole thing as the opener to a sermon that I was giving, a talk that I was giving on why anxiety isn't real. Oh, that's yeah. true. So cool. it was great. Well, how'd it go? Well, you know, Hallie, I was a bit disappointed with the reception because you know, all these teens were like, who was that? And what were you doing? And I was like, uh, it's the Blues Brothers, Duh. you know, come on. We're talking like Belushi, Bill Murray. This is a classic. Doy. And they just, no, didn't get a great response. So I don't know, Hallie. Sometimes it's just so frustrating. These kids are just so dumb now with, you know, their cultural references. I know they really do like dumb stuff. And I know that our parents said that about us, but it just wasn't true. And now it is because it's like these kids with the YouTube and everything. It's just they're speaking a totally different language. And honestly, it's an inferior language. (laughs) I know. I know. What's Blues Brothers about again? I don't know. I haven't seen it. So what's going on with your friend Clay Clay Mason Bannerman? You know what, Hallie? I don't care, and I could care less. Oh, uh, Unifight. Oh, well, I mean, he went down to Florida for some kind of that thing he does every year in Key West. And I said, I don't I don't even want to know Clay, because when he goes to Florida, he just turns into another person, and I don't like that person. And then the hurricane came, and I haven't heard from him. Oh, I hope he's okay. I don't, but you know what? Maybe take it as a sign, Clay. Well, I'll put him on the top of my prayer list. I mean, God literally sent a giant storm, Clay, while you were there in Key West doing whatever you do, all that sin. If that's not a sign, I don't know what is. Yeah, it is a sign, Clay, if you're listening. Or if you're not, you're probably swept out to see something. Oh, does he listen? Does Clay listen to the podcast? Yeah. Mm, I guess I hope not. Anyway, how are you, Hallie? Well, we've spoken recently about how people's tithes and offerings just haven't been cutting it lately. Oh, really? So I don't know if you heard, but Twin Hills Community Church just signed a deal. Great, we're going to make so much money on this. We just signed a deal with an app called Covenant Eyes. Covenant Eyes. And Victory App. I have heard of they this. They go together. You can get Covenant Eyes for as little as sixteen ninety nine a month. And then I think Victory App is maybe like 30 something a month or 45 or something. It's but, totally cool. You got to check out the website. It's a really captivating website. Yeah, these are real. Look them up, seriously. But anyway, we're starting to push the Covenant Eyes and Victory App for our members. And so they're offering discount codes when people sign up. And anyway, if you haven't heard, what rock are you living under out there? But Covenant Eyes is this path 
powerful app that monitors your devices and it sends a feed of all your online activity to your ally, like your accountability buddy that you I set love up. That. And it goes to them through the victory app. So you got to sign up for all these things. But just knowing that someone else is going to see all your online activity, hopefully it'll help Christians stay off the porno or get off the porno if they're already addicted or whatnot. But well, I wouldn't put it that way. You know, great. It just reminds me, I have had this sort of daydream or fantasy or whatever. I've been wishing for years that we could just put shock collars on everyone over the age of 12. I'm going to be honest, you know, Seriously. just to shock the crap out of folks whenever they, you know, pull up porno or start an emotional affair or sexting somebody or these teens with kissing and humping and grinding each other online or in person or whatever, all the gross stuff that kids want to do. Oh, I know. Isn't it so sick? It, I mean, to be honest, Gray, I would use it for everything from foul language to disobedience to posture. Oh, right. And oh, I think they do have one of those for posture, but not for porn that I'd heard of. I don't think dogs are terribly fond of shock collars. That's why I would never use one on my Frenchies or my Corgis. Oh, I'd really use one on but those. But I think it would be powerfully effective on adolescents and young adults because I just really don't know how else we're going to fight these natural human urges and instincts. All I know is that when it comes to impure thoughts or anything pertaining to sex, we aren't supposed to talk about it we aren't even supposed to think about it so it's very hard to control it and understand it when it's so totally off limits in every way shape and form but if technology can help us get a grip on helping people control their natural innate urges then i say it's a god thing i think you know one of my favorite technologists is behind that peter thiel oh cool yeah he's so cool if you think about it god used a cloud in the bible to guide the israelites so maybe now he can use an app that's in the cloud or whatever and 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 i, I don't know would you wear a shot color gray to help keep your mind pure I bet Clay does when he's in Key West. Um, no, I would not, Hallie. And I don't really need that stuff, honestly. Mm. I mean, just, you know, I just don't look at that stuff. But um, I guess my big question with something like that is, you know, who's on the other end of the shock collar? Like, you know, who decides to, to shock you? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I wish I could make it come directly from Jesus or powered by the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Well, I guess that's kind of what the threat of hell is, if you think of it. You know, it's like a shocking punishment that lasts not just a split second, but for all eternity. Yeah, that's true. I guess I'm just wishing for a little more hell on earth. Well, you should go to Key West. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. When you listen to Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone, the comedy podcast, you get a belly full of laughs and a head full of real information. Our gallimaufry of expert guests answer questions on stuff adults need to know. I have mold in my dwelling. What do I do? What's gerrymandering? What happens chemically when I fall in love? How do I handle a parent-teacher conference? What are microbes? Listen to Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone. Solve problems, get laughs. Because I really value truth, misinformation really, really scares me. And that's why I'm excited to tell you about Conspirituality, a podcast that dismantles new age cults, wellness grifters, and conspiracy mad yogis. At their best, they attack public health efforts in times of crisis, and at their worst, it's like they're recruiting for the fever dream of QAnon. On Conspirituality, 
You will have a journalist, a cult researcher, and a philosophical skeptic all discussing stories and cult dynamics and helping educate us and using proven science as their guiding light. I really recommend the Jordan Klepper episode talking about creating comedy in the MAGAverse. Jordan's incredible. And I also really love the medical medium episode. It's really good. And not just because I've had my own weird experiences with mediums. <laughs> From exploring cults to analyzing our cultural and political landscape, the Conspirituality Podcast will help you stay informed against misinformation and resist fear tactics. Find Conspirituality on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, just like God directs our path, our guest today directs our actors. I think I'm not exactly sure what a special theatrical producer does, but we're about to find out. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mr. Fred Bartros. Welcome to the program. How are you, my friend? So great to meet you, uh, Gray and Hallie. It's so wonderful to be working with Twin Hills. I'm very excited to meet the entire congregation, and this is the first step oh. of me introducing myself to all of you, so very excited to be here. Wow. Thank you so much. People, there are a lot of excited rumors going around about you, because this is the first year that that Twin Hills has hired an outside theatrical production company and a producer to work on the Christmas program, which I, th I believe uh, our rehearsal starting soon for that. Yes, rehearsals start October 1st. Okay, wow. uh, you can remember that because that's when the rent's due. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Isn't that right? <laughs> Sometimes people turn it in as late as the 5th yeah. without penalties. Yeah. But uh, uh, we have a good solid two and a half months of rehearsal uh, for the Nativity pageant this year. Nice. Uh, and uh, this is my first year working with Twin Hills. And... Uh, Yes, I'm excited to be there. I'm there all throughout the auditioning and through rehearsals and then through all of the performances. So so I'm very, very, very thrilled to be working with this church. Oh, that is awesome. That is I feel like you're a status symbol, honestly. It shows that we are leveling up. Our excellence and our programming is so important and such a high value. Well, and I mean, we get, yeah. you, you know, we're going to have over 54 services for Christmas. We're going to have upwards of 100,000 people seeing this programming. Yeah. I mean, the pressure's on. Are you feeling good? I, I, I'm, I am feeling good. I, I, the one thing I would take umbrage with is I don't think necessarily that you're leveling up uh, as much as uh, legally uh, requested to, oh, to, okay. uh, to for my services. Oh, uh, I see. It, it's something that I believe the church is trying to stave off preemptively lawsuits. Oh, is that and, right? Uh, and, yeah, and that's why I was brought in. I, 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 I'm not necessarily... A producer, necessarily. Uh, uh, basically, my job for the Nativity Pageant this year is it's uh, the technical term is intimacy coordinator. Oh, wow. Okay. okay. Cool. Right. And I, I I I do this for Hollywood productions. Oh, wow. Uh, normally HBO. I've I've had a long time contract with HBO. Cool. I I've done uh, all of their. Uh, all of their shows uh, recently. I've done the Game of Thrones. Oh, really? uh, I've done, 
Yeah, what's that one Zendaya? Zendaya, I could never get her name right on set. What what does she oh, do? Is euphoria. She, I mean, oh, I'm telling you, all my teens in climax, were, they, they will not I'm stop just, talking about it. And I'm like, it's absolute trash. It grieves, I'm sorry you worked on it. That's so it flattering. Oh no, I I said that before. You said trash. Okay, I'm sorry. That's not flattering. Okay. Well, I, I yeah. Okay. Maybe the content's trash. Your work, I'm sure, is great. My um, well, my I'm not responsible for any of the okay, content great. necessarily. Uh, essentially what an intimacy coordinator does is I'm an advocate. Um, I'm sort of a liaison between actors and production. Um, I, uh, in the Me Too era, which started uh, for a, a lot of people about five, six years or so ago, maybe uh, for people in your neck of the woods, maybe it just started a couple of months ago. Uh, essentially, actors on set were being thrust into positions that they were uncomfortable oh, with. Oh, okay. Uh, they were in the middle of scenes, mostly love scenes, and either due to a frisky actor who wanted to improvise some unwanted touches or a, a director uh, on the day, as they say, uh, asking the actors to perform acts that they were uncomfortable with. Mm-hmm. I am essentially brought in to coordinate that between the actors and the director and producers so that, you know, acting is still a workplace and I want to make sure that it is as professional as possible and that no one is asked to do anything that they're uncomfortable with. No one is pressured into doing anything that they're going to regret later. And uh, sometimes, uh, you know, that extends to being a movement coach and or choreographer. Cool. I want to dig into this a little bit because, um, and I just want to backtrack. I am sorry I said euphoria is trash. Uh, It's more that the, you know, that maybe certain elements are trash. I I think it, you know, I think HBO is is cool, obviously, but yeah, maybe maybe just some Mm -hmm. trashy parts. I don't think it's, I personally don't think it's trash. I think if it were trash, it would be in a trash can. Okay. No, it's it's on. On HBO. Or, or maybe on True TV or something like that. Maybe. Yeah. Now, uh, you TBS. Know, right. So what about the pageant this year requires an intimacy coordinator? Because, you know, usually it's just kind of the angel showing up and telling right. Mary, hey, you're going to do right. this. And so so what what's going on yeah, there that we're that's, showing that's, this year? That ne- yeah. That's so naive. Um, yeah. Uh, anything can happen on set. Uh, I, I can give you examples from other churches I've worked okay. with. Uh, I've been doing this now. I've, I've been doing it uh, not only for film and television, but I've been working with churches for their nativity pageants for several years now. And um, I'll give you some examples. So, for instance, um, the relationship between uh, Mary and, and Joseph. Right. Okay, they're a married couple. Yeah. In, this, in the canonical story. Yeah, yes. Right? Yeah. Uh, she's very virginal. Uh, and uh, but they they are a married couple now. You can't always luck out and cast a married couple because you, basically a lot of casting is by look. Uh, you want the Joseph to have that big brown beard. Right. Uh, you want Mary to have a very symmetrical face and and to look no older than seventeen, seventeen and a half. So you're casting for looks essentially. And if these two people are strangers. Uh, but supposed to play a married couple, what happens if during the nativity scene, they're there, they have the little the little baby, and Joseph leans over to touch his wife, to comfort her, to reassure her, to say, hey, great job giving birth. 
Uh, and he does so in, in a very familiar way to a married couple, but one that is unwanted by the actress playing Mary. I'm there to step in and say, hey, 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 maybe don't lightly brush betwixt her shoulder blades. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe just lean over and, and shake her hand and say, hey, congratulations on the baby. Whatever they're comfortable with. And we, what we're there to do is to make sure that everyone is just as comfortable as possible as, as possibly can be. Awesome. And do you think so sometimes cool. it's a bit confusing if you say betwixt because then they're going, I don't know what that means. It is a little bit confusing. I'll usually refer them to the dictionary at that okay. point because I'm not going to change the way I talk. Okay. Um, I feel like I should be changing minds, not changing my mind. Cool. Wow, that is so cool. Now, Fred, this is something I've always wondered about. And as an intimacy expert, maybe you can shed some light on it. You know, when an actor or actress is a Christian and, and they're a God-fearing, upstanding person, but they get cast in a role where, say, they need to, you know, uh, peck someone on the lips, give them a kiss in a, in a love scene. And, and let's say, you know, it's an actor who, let's say it's two actors who are married to other people, and then they have to kiss each other's face in a scene for their job and I understand it's professional but in the eyes of God does that um, contract or that paycheck sort of negate the fact that you know you kissed someone who wasn't your wife or husband I mean how, how does that work in the eyes of God that's a great question I'm not necessarily a religious person but yes I believe it's a sin. Okay. oh wow so that is that's why I encourage all actors to get out of any long-term relationships or marriages that they're in yeah uh, because I, I truly do believe that uh, to really get inside the mind of a character, you need to be free and unencumbered oh, no. by any kind of entanglements. Uh, because who knows what can happen there on set? And, and that's what I'm there sometimes to, to encourage people to do is a lot of times actors will not even know how to be intimate with each other. And that's where I step in and I say, okay, well, if I were in this situation, here's here's what I would do. I would you know, uh, lovingly cup uh, my wife's breast, yeah. for instance. Yeah. Okay. Um, perhaps even absentmindedly play with the nipple um, as if it's second nature okay. um, and something that has been done for years, if not decades, of, of married life. Uh, and uh, this is the kind of thing that, that we want to encourage people to do. But yes, I, I truly do believe that all actors should be as single as possible. I don't know why anyone gets married, quite honestly. And, and are you married? Uh, I have had uh, eight marriages, yes. Oh, wow. Uh, not currently okay. married. Oh, yeah. Not currently yeah, married. Yeah, but boy. No, they've all been annulled. Oh, so lucky. Oh, okay. Wow. Oh, cool. Eight annulments. Wow. Eight annulments. That's going to be a racket. The, I, I have to say, around the sixth time, the judge was like, it really feels like you're doing this on purpose. And I said, no, I, I, I was tricked into this. I was bamboozled. And he said, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you another one. Wow. And then I had to go down to Mexico for my eight. Oh, but, same, um, wow. same judge every time. Same judge every time. Well, it's a tiny town. Okay. Wow. Well, you know what? It's been this way since the beginning of time. Eve bamboozled uh, uh, Adam in the garden, and 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 females have been doing yeah. it ever since. So, you know, you can't say you haven't given it the old college try to uh, be married, and I do hope that one of these stick or work for you. Uh, but you know what? The Apostle Paul stayed single, so there's something good about that probably as well. Why was he going to Damascus that day? 
Do you remember? Well, I believe uh, he was going there to, he before his conversion on the road to Damascus, he hated Christians. He was tormenting and torturing them, much like the way American Christian conservatives are the most oppressed people group on planet Earth today. But, um, you know, Paul was headed to, I think, uh, torture Christians, you know, the to, way to, they used to, to do so in the Colosseum. To torture Christians. That's why he was going, wow. That's a part of the story they don't really talk about. They really a lot. don't. You know, circling back, and I did want to ask, and and I, you know, if this makes you uncomfortable, now I'm kind of learning the language, which, which I guess is, you know, uh, you're supposed to Good. ask people if they're uncomfortable, um, because you. yeah, you're right. I only heard about this whole Me Too thing a couple of days ago, and I think I saw it on what TikTok. What happened a couple but, of days ago? If you don't mind me asking. Um, you know, this was really strange is I was hanging out with my new, uh, lady friend, Malady, and she, uh, she and I were, you know, on a, on a really nice date at Fogo de Chao. And, uh, basically what happened is every time the meat came to the table, she kept, she, she didn't like it cause she's vegan. And I was like, well, you've got to eat something. And the br- very attractive Brazilian server kept, uh, apologizing. And when he apologized, he would put his hand on the small of her back. And I didn't see anything wrong with that because I was like, look, it's a fogo de chao. It's another culture. So just let's roll with it. And for some reason she got a bit uncomfortable and said, I don't like that. Uh, I'm not trying to do a whole me too thing. And I was like, well, me too. I'm, I'm, I, I thought she was saying meat too. So oh. I kept ordering more meat yeah. and, and then he would touch helping. it back and she would say, this is meat too. And I was like, yeah. I know this is also meat. And so it was just kind of this strange cycle of ordering, ordering more uh, lamb and then, you know, yeah. I, it was just a whole mess. That's been a, a, a really big problem with the movement. Okay. Is everyone, I would say 95% of the people assume it's meat okay. too, uh. and that it refers to second helpings of, of meat. And uh, that it, it usually just trying to untangle that right. uh, from people's perceptions is a big part of the movement. And, and it's something we're trying to get out ahead That's of. That's great. Yeah. But I guess my question being, um, you know, are you uncom- is how did you learn all this intimate stuff? Um, are you right. kind of taking your experience from your eight and old marriages and bringing that to the stage and going, okay, this is how we make it look real but respectful? It's interesting how I got into this because I'm an actor oh, myself. Really? You just um, don't look like it. Oh, in what way? I, you know, Is it my my jagged teeth? Because I've heard I've I've heard uh, uh, whispers that I'm a butterface, which I assume means I have a very smooth, creamy face, creamy complexion. Yeah. But um, so yeah, that's it's that's the smooth what, face, but jagged teeth. It's kind of a juxtaposition, strange. Yeah. Well, I was filing them down for a, a local production of Interview with a Vampire, um, and what I didn't realize was. Uh, I'd been cast as the part of the interviewer, the frost to the vampire's Nixon. And I had sharper teeth than the actual vampire. And to be honest, this person who was playing the vampire was just, he just had the the plastic vampire, like Halloween teeth, you know, and that, and that was good oh, enough for him. Um, oh. So I said, okay, well, let's do a true West kind of thing where we swap roles every other role. But um, yeah, so in any case, um, I, I, I was an actor. That's how I still am an actor. You can see me in, you know those 
uh, uh, flow commercials, the progressive flow yes, commercials. Yes, I love her. She's hilarious. hilarious. She's so, I love so funny. Her. Oh, my, oh my so goodness funny. gracious. So funny. So I get enough. So almost I hope the funny. campaign goes for decades. I die when she yes, says stuff. I and then they are the campaign never ends. Things I have ever I, seen I, in my I, life. I'm actually I get tearing excited. up. I like about. a white lab coat now. I'm just in general. I'm crying at the thought that I may have seen my last one, that they won't continue them. They're so good. Oh, really? They're she's in the probably, Super Bowl. I, I think it's better uh, than most programming. She's I great. love them. Well, you can see me in the latest ones, you know, the John Hamm saga. Yeah, you can see me. I'm I'm in the background when they're uh, on a date at a restaurant, and I'm saying, excuse me, can I get your autograph, Mr. Draper? Oh, and, awesome. um Because I had, I had not read the script or d- didn't really know what was happening. I had assumed it was a reboot of Mad Men. Oh, really? And so I was calling him by his character's name. And, um, and did that make the final cut? So they 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 took out uh, me the line. Okay. I, mean, I was shouting it so I could be heard on every lav mic, um, because that's the only real way to get bumped up is to make sure they can't cut your line out. But um, I was shouting as hard as I could. But they, it turns out they everyone went to Burbank and they just uh, looped in all of their dialogue and then they they zoomed the frame in slightly so that I was no longer in frame. Oh. But I still got paid. Oh, great. Oh, nice. so oh, that's great. Well, that's what counts. The insurance is still going. Nice. I have basically what's known as uh, SAG barely legal coverage, yeah. which is uh, the, the you work the bare minimum. Yeah. Uh, one job, and then they, they cover, essentially they cover one doctor's visit and one prescription as long as it's not recurring. Um. So you really have to figure out exactly when you're going to go into the doctor. Um, you really have I mean, to make this a is count. why unions. I'm always like unions, uh, garbage. I mean, what is, even is a union? Well, Fred, as a professional actor, have you ever found yourself in a sinful situation where you had to decide to sin on set with a female just for a paycheck? Well, that's the thing because the actor side of me thinks that this intimacy coordinator business is all just garbage, and it gets in the way of the just what's thrilling about acting, which is um, being in the moment. And if you decide like, hey, I'd like to rub up against her this way, then it's it's just, you know, improv, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. Like if you see a good improv show yeah, sometimes yeah. and one of the male improvisers uh, pretends to uh, have sex from behind with one of the female improvisers, okay. like that's funny, yes, right? Totally. That's funny improv. Right, right. <laughs> um, and that, that really cracks and, me up. And she doesn't mind it usually because she knows how funny it is. But that side of me, the actor side of me, thinks it's garbage, but the intimacy coordinator side of me thinks that it's a really necessary tool in order to um, for everyone to be comfortable. So we're constantly at war with each other when I'm acting, mm. So uh, I'll do things like, oh, hey, I'm going to, you know, give you a little pat on the bottom and then I'll slap my hand away. Oh, so you're doing doing it for her. I'm doing both. I usually uh, delineate left side of my body is the intimacy coordinator and right side of my body is the actor. And I usually do that because the right side of my body is the dominant side of my body. Um, And so the intimacy coordinator couldn't really stop myself if he really tried it, like if I really wanted to go for something. Um, But um, yeah, sometimes I'll just like dip someone like um, that really funny actor who played the Rasta man on SNL. Um, He dipped Halle Berry and he kissed her on the lips on the Oscars. Oh, wow. Um, Sometimes I'll just do that in the middle of a scene. Yeah. 
and um, then I'll say I'll, I'll give myself a lecture wow. um, afterwards and say, "Hey, you really need to clear that kind of thing before the take oh, begins." Oh, good, and, that's and good. I would even think, you know, that it's not the dip and the kiss that's probably the upsetting part. I would think it's the teeth part at this point, where, where it's like I don't. I, I'm, if I'm an actress on set, I'm probably not thinking someone with very pointy teeth is going to try to kiss me like this. So maybe that's yeah. the maybe that's the whole thing. I was encouraged by my agent to close my mouth during the headshots and that has really gotten me a lot of work oh, cool. um, I still get fired 75% of the time when I arrive and I open my mouth but I see um, the, the trouble is is if I file them down to make them straight now I'm gonna it's it, they're, they're gonna be like a third of a normal person's tooth right. so I'm trying to get tooth extenders for every single sure. one oh is that a thing but they're really ex- they're so expensive oh I'm sure well, ask I, me how much they cost how much how much there? They're about ten dollars a tooth. Oh, oh yeah, that's so steep. expensive. Yeah, that is steep. And is that why he had some of the back ones removed? Because you're just kind of going for the front parts. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I well, that was a separate issue. Oh, okay. Well, maybe we don't um, need to know it. I thought they were looking for a new flipper, um, a reboot of Flipper, and I had. This is so embarrassing. I had assumed that, you know, the blowhole on top of Flipper? Sure. I thought that was his mouth. Yeah, yeah. Really? So I thought Flipper had no teeth. Egg on my face, I arrive at the audition, and, and they say, well, first of all, no, we're going to cast a real dolphin as Flipper. What are you even doing here? And secondly, no, dolph- dolphins have a ton of teeth. Oh. Oh, do oh. they? So I, I'd taken out all the teeth, and it was just so, it was just like, oh, my God. Fred, nothing can go right for you. As long as I have an improv expert here, I just wanted to ask you a few more technicality questions in terms of like, sure. if something is done, and because I normally, you know, I don't watch any improv be, just because, you know, it's typically not funny. And also, you know, it feels like improv is to acting sort of like what Scientology is to religion. You know, it's like, oh, that's just the weirdos doing the, you know, some such, you know, nobody really quite understands, but it seems to make sense to them. Well, and, Hallie, I will just want say one thing. Have you seen bucket of chuckles uh, they are indianapolis's premier improv group and i saw them with clay my friend clay mason oh, vanneman and they were so, so funny fun. oh they were so funny and are they a christian so improv good. group i mean they they work clean which oh, is awesome but they comedy. did have a funny bit where one guy kept saying honk honk and and touching a lady's breast because she had these really kind of big ones and it was so funny and she was laughing everyone was laughing so it wasn't a big deal you know oh, they were like cool. this is right. this is for the comedy but bucket of chuckles uh, check them out well, that's what. Yeah, I Yeah, no. If a wo- if a woman on stage, one of the one of the players, if if she uh, if something like that happens to her and she laughs nervously, like ha ha ha, I know that I will seem like a bad sport if I don't laugh yeah. at this. That makes it okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, she's, everybody was laughing. Well, she's clearly having a good time. So that would say do it more, yeah, probably. Sure. And that's what I wanted to ask. You know, if if actors kissing is a sin, well, if an actor is also an improv actor, uh, you you said that something kind of takes hold of you when you're improvising, where you, you're sort of out of control. You don't know what you're doing so if you do maybe uh check out what a girl's got upstairs or downtown in the back um is that sort of um swept under the rug in in the sin department because it wasn't um conscious or you know how does that work i i I think you're misunderstanding me it is a sin for that character but not the actor who's playing the character no because if you're look it is a sin and this is why improv is so great, because 
it is a sin for an actor to take a, a scripted role where they sin. But if it's if it's a character improvising something in the moment, well, then all bets are off because that's just what the character would do in that situation. Oh, that's Got great. It. Yeah, and they're, they're maybe not saved or they are saved, but that's their problem. So the character will be going to hell, to fictional hell. I see. Oh, that's awesome. Um, the, one, the one Dante wrote about, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, um, there... Or may, maybe that hell from the Sandman. Yeah, okay. that is cool. And there need to be fictional consequences to fictional sin. I mean, that's just how it works that is really exactly like to kill a mockingbird that's one of the greatest examples of of fictional legal work um where these fictional characters who did terrible fictional fictional things nothing like that really happens i see um thank goodness they were sentenced to fictional jail And uh, I'm assuming they're dead by now because most of the people who uh, of who were around back then are dead now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they're they're in fictional hell. Yeah, oh, I see. Yeah. And what to kill a mockingbird? You got to remind me. I don't think we have that in Australia. Was that? Oh, a, yeah. What birds do you have in Australia? You know, we only have two birds in Australia that both land birds and one's extinct. But um, yeah, do you have? Uh, to throw a boomerang at an emu. Oh yeah, that's very that's very okay. Similar. Yeah. So, you know, you, it's, it's the same plot. Okay, great. Well, speaking of meat, too, and also, you know, uh, fictional consequences inside the acting space, um, I was trying to watch uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's this weekend with my kids because I thought this is wholesome, and I didn't I didn't see any problems with it, but my kids all seem to have a strange reaction to Mickey Rooney, who is mm. one of Hollywood's most wholesome actors. He was playing an Asian, uh, I think it was a landlord of the building or something, and my kids took quite umbrage uh, quite a bit of umbrage with it and i said i think he's nailing it i think it's accurate it's funny it's comedy and they seem to say well you can't do that anymore and i said well if that's just chalking it up to another meat too then i i don't know what to say i don't know what to watch anymore i mean it's no flow but it, it he definitely has that it factor yes yes um you know he was married I think 12 times and all of them were murdered. Is that really? right? Isn't that interesting? Wow. That is so Isn't that interesting? That is so fascinating. Yeah. Really? Like what co- what what kind of man is he that he attracted women who would eventually be Always murdered? getting themselves that murdered. That is so yeah. fascinating. Very wow. interesting. I mean, it's got to be a type. Yeah, yeah definitely. for sure. Definitely. And that was his type. Yeah. You know, I did want to ask. Uh, I sure just hope to... he's an actor heaven and not actor oh, hell. I know. Oh, you know he is. His characters are probably all in hell because the little rascals, they were, oh, God. Wasn't he in the little rascals? Yeah. Was he? Yeah, he had oh, the cute I dog. He was, I think he was the main little rascal, wasn't he? I think so. Yeah, yeah. He was so little, though. He was so cute when he was a little toddler, acting his britches off. Yeah. I, I, we couldn't be getting that wrong, I don't right? think so. No, no, no. It, it, no. Th- there were so few actors in the beginning. There was Shirley Temple, there was Mickey Rooney, there was Bob Hope, and, you know, maybe two more. Yeah. And they did all the roles. They all just swapped yeah, parts yeah, all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, and Jimmy Stewart, of course. And, oh, oh but, Jimmy Stewart! Oh, 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 I, I can do one. 
I do oh, impressions. That's, really? Oh, that's so that good. is so cool. That's hilarious. Yeah. Awesome. I think I've, uh, Jimmy. Jimmy Stewart. Uh, Lasso I, I, the Moon Mary. Uh, uh, Lasso the Moon Mary. Uh, hey, uh, Christmas is right around the corner. Oh, what does he say? He says, um, um, an hey, angel hey, gets there. Oh, yeah, give, uh, hey, give, give me my life. Uh, Christmas is right around the corner or something like that. I do impressions too a bit. Good, good, yeah. So what I did want to ask about was um, when it comes to the intimacy of the moment where Mary finds out from, you know, an angel that God is going to give her this awesome baby that's going to totally save the world. I think sometimes people are going, hey, wait a minute, where's Mary in the equation? And is that one of the moments that you've kind of got to get this actress going, hey, I'm totally, I'm totally cool with this? Well, I'll I'll give you an example, and this was with uh, the Crystal Cathedral. Uh, I I just worked with them last year on their nativity pageant, and their Mary, um, she was 15 and a half, cast because she was just, she was stunning. She was just beautiful. She could have been a model. She was like... Really pretty, but didn't know she was pretty. Oh, that's awesome. You know, which made her even more beautiful. That's the best you know? combo. Yeah. But she was kind of, um, she was sort of like a manic pixie dream girl in a way as well. Like she she would come in uh, wearing boys' clothes with uh, a lot of like male energy. And she knew cooler music than, than even men did. Oh, great. So she was really interesting. Um, and we explained things like Shakespeare to her and... Um, you know, uh, told her about all the great movies she should watch, and it was just a really, it was really fun working with her. I love that. But, um, but <laughs> it, it was really fun. I'm so glad that you're relating. But um, she, she was 15 and a half, like I mentioned, and she became she she got cast because she she did a dynamite audition. Um, she she did uh, Night Mother. Uh, a monologue from Night Mother where she she played Southern and she had just I I felt like it was a really authentic Southern accent oh. um, but I wouldn't know um, because I've never been to the South but I thought it was really authentic but she was basically telling her mother you know the famous monologue like mama you shouldn't have done this to me you're a terrible person and now you're gonna die because i gave you all these sleeping pills or whatever good night mother good night mother and she was so amazing at it and so she got cast and i was brought in as the intimacy coordinator and i started working with her and she was just very very against the idea of even intimating to an audience that she had would have had sex. Ah. She was just too young for this. So so or even have a baby. Ugh. So I was working with her and I, and basically here's what I do. I go over to her and I say, "Okay, so you you don't want anyone to think that anything has come in or out of your vagina." Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, I get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. We want to make you comfortable. What can we change this to? So we changed the baby to a nice uh, a cheese platter. And she didn't want to be married. So we changed Joseph, her husband, into kind of her landlord. It was like a real Mr. Furley type. Cool. I don't know yeah, if you know yeah. Three's Company, yeah. but he was a nosy landlord. And so he was coming over and he was like, hey, what's uh, what's going on down here? I hear a lot of... Uh, 
I hear a lot of guests are over, but it turned out she just had a, a cheese platter. Oh, is that Jimmy Stewart again? Yeah, in Three's Company. He was hilarious. Oh, always okay. stopping by. Hi, I'm Mr. Farley. Yeah. Oh, okay. And no, you, I was so oh, funny. And you had the hot blonde one who was always squeezing things between her knees and then the brunette. And, it, you know, it, it's not good that a man was living with a couple of gals, but boy, were those pop-ins funny. But he was a homosexual, so I think it was, there, was, right? there was no temptation wow. on his part. Yeah. Oh, really? Way back then, yeah. there were homosexuals, huh? I, uh, th- I think that was the first recorded case. Wow, that's amazing. Okay. It was amazing. So we brought in the, the, the wise men and the, the shepherds, and I was like, hey, guys, this isn't going to make any sense um, because uh, we had updated it as well um, into the 80s. We thought that was fun. Oh, that's cool. cool. Yeah, everyone wore like Michael Jackson thriller jackets awesome. and zipper pants. And we said, okay, you can't really be shepherds necessarily or wise men. So we made some of them members of the PTA. And some of them were uh, like, you know, those those gangs in the Michael Jackson bad video. Oh, yeah. We sort of, uh, to be honest, the director really ran with it. And he he stole the choreography from the bad video oh, cool. where they're holding hands and they each have a knife oh, and cool. they cool. they dance. It was really cool. And we called it uh, Nativity, the Next Generation. Mm, nice. Um, TNG for short. Nice. And yeah, it was really fun. So that's the kind of thing where... Sometimes an actor's reluctance to be intimate in that way will lead you to even better oh, ideas. Cool. Well, and that's what I've always said, Hallie. It's like when 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 one of my teens is being difficult about something, I go, let's just go with it and see what comes out. And a lot of times it's a better idea. And in this case, it's, you know, Star Trek meets Michael Jackson meets Three is Company, which I think is one of the coolest sounding Christmas programs I've ever heard. If you go to a glass church, you can't throw stones. And I think that is really, really mm-hmm. cool. Before we let you go, Fred, I just have one. And forgive me if this is too personal a question. But, sure. um, you know, as a married woman, uh, I have to deal with intimacy issues once in a blue moon with my husband, Lance Labonte. And usually the way that I deal with it is just to make sure all the lights are off and I get into bed and, you know, something big and billowy. And then, you know, whatever happens, happens, you know, you Usually yeah. I just try to be real uh, passive and let him take his 10 and then it's off to a uh, snooze yeah. fest. But uh, You know, I, I read in a, uh, in a Christian sex education book, and this is true, <laughs> that, uh, you, that, and this might help you, that you should imagine that his thing uh-huh. is a little tiny version of himself. Oh. So, and you like kissing your husband, well, right? Sure. So yeah. And that... And that way you can kiss him and and uh, and it, and it doesn't feel like such a betrayal of your values. Well, if you look at Lance, it's not far from the truth. That is so cool. Oh, what is what is what does Lance look like? Um, you know, stocky, bald, with a birthmark on the top of his head. Oh, okay, so hmm. checks out. Interesting. Hmm. But and forgive me if this is too personal a question. Besides slipping into bed uh, with the lights out, you know, on his birthday or whatnot, may I ask what is intimacy? You know, really. Well, intimacy is any kind of conversation between two people or one person and an animal, um, which gets a little bit personal. Uh, so you just said to me, maybe this is too personal. Now we are intimate partners. Okay. You see, and we're in an intimate relationship. Yeah. And that's really with acting, 
that's what you want is you want that kind of intimacy between everyone look there you know i would love it if everyone who is cast in these plays were in some sort of thruple situation or or uh you know i know that this isn't a mormon church but if you know everyone were in some sort of uh polyamory polyamorous relationship um so that everyone would be comfortable with each other um but the best thing we can do is the first day of rehearsal to become intimate is to sit around in a circle and usually i'll do zip zap zap with them um and we'll do freeze tag and anytime awesome. anyone's hands get near someone else's hindquarters we yell freeze and everyone laughs, and it's very, very funny. I saw great. Bucket of Chuckles do that, and they were great. great. I bet they did it. <laughs> it um, was funny. They do it as their show, not just their warm-up? Oh, they, yeah, that's a huge part. They have a whole game. that It's just that. That's like, how it ends. Yeah, oh, that's so really cool. Yeah, that's they the say, climax. They say freeze, and they're going to try to touch each other's bums. It's, it's really, so really so fun. cool. Really but fun. After th- not as funny as Flo. Yeah, no, Flo's the best. That's our show, my friends. Thanks to Scott Ackerman for joining us. What a blast. He is so fun to play with, and I've been waiting for that one for a real long time. Check out his wonderful podcast, Comedy Bang Bang, and follow him at Scott Ackerman. And just in case you loved that episode and got a few good laughs, please consider supporting us on Patreon. For just five bucks a month, you can help keep Mega going. I'm Holly Laurent playing Hallie Labonte, and Gray Haas was played by Greg Hess. Follow us and Mega the Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And if you really want to get out of hell free card, support us on Patreon. The link is in the show notes. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply.